When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of It's Black and White, the Derby Telegraph's Derby County podcast. I'm Johnny Bunnell and I'm joined by Steve Nicholson and Chris Watson. Chaps, how are we doing? Good, thank you. Good, thank you. Excellent. How was you the... You a bit um, picky yourself there, Johnny? Yeah. You got a bit of a cold? Or? A bit of a cold? I, I did have a cold. Yeah. It's, it's fully off the back. Uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's definitely leaving. We didn't know. <laughs> what a hero. You only told us every half an hour that you had a sore throat. How's your sore throat, Steve? That, that came up in conversation quite a few, a few times. But being the man I am, I managed to battle it off and you had, carry on. But you had your Beecham's that you brought in, didn't you? Had a, yeah. <laughs> Is that product placement? Product placement. Um, yeah, other, other, uh, other health cough remedies things are, are available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Strepsils as well, I had. Very good other cough suites are yeah, available. Other cough suites, yeah. So, but if they want to sponsor us, <laughs> It's Black and White, episode yeah, 23, yeah. sponsored <laughs> by Strepsils. <laughs> should we, should we, do you want to mention any more brand names while we're at it? How was the trip to Birmingham, actually? Because we, we spoke... Uh, about this before, was the, the motorways fine? Were they clear? Road was clear, which is no, always a no motorways. bonus. No motorways. Unless you count the, yeah. um, okay. the A38 brackets M. Mm. So, always a bonus. Absolutely. Uh, again, looked after us very well. Good. Uh, nice wedges, weren't they? Wedges and sandwiches. <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah, nice. Spicy wedges, actually. Yeah. Very nice. They were with a bit of tomato ketchup. Lovely. Excellent. Right, well, we'll come on to the, the Birmingham City game at a little bit later but we'll start with what was the the big news of the week last week in that uh, Gary Rowett signed a contract extension at Derby County first of all great news for, for the club wasn't it yeah it's it, not a surprise was it we, we kind of said on, on last week's podcast that we, we couldn't really see it happening couldn't really see Gary Rowett going to Stoke at all uh, it, it was a genuine story even mm. though we had some criticism for for it, it was genuine because Stoke were interested in Gary Rowett, and why wouldn't they be? And mm-hmm. that's what we said at the time. You know, if you've got a team uh, second in the championship, then clubs are going to take notice of you as a, as a manager, and he deserves that as well. He deserves to be in the frame for for those jobs. But no, good news for Derby that uh, it was all sorted. That's that was the key. It was sorted very quickly. Mm. And again, that's what we expected, wasn't it? We we mentioned this. You know, thought uh, that uh, certainly chair, the chairman Mel Morris would not let that kind of or any uncertainty uh, linger, and uh, they sorted it out very, very quickly, and that was the right thing to do. Mm, good to just sort of put it all to bed and, and behind all of us, isn't it? Yeah, really? That's yeah. I think um, I mean, I spoke to Tom Wilson after the Birmingham mm. game, and and he sort of admitted that you know that kind of speculation can can affect a team's form. He, he said you don't, you don't really know why it happens, but but we have seen it happen before, and he was he was full of praise for uh, for the chairman uh, and for Gaira himself for, for kind of getting that issue settled nice and quickly so that they can focus on their on their promotion bid. Um, and I think from from Gaira's point of view, he, you know he he's um, said all the right things, and, and mm. he, he was sort of saying that uh, you know he was aware of this uh, reported interest from Stoke. Um, but he he wanted to he wanted to stay and finish the job that, that mm-hmm. he came here to do at Derby. And and the, I was going to say we, we we said again last week. 
knowing Gary, I, I, I get that impression of him that he, once he starts a job, he, mm. he does want to see it through, and, and uh, he will want to be the manager, the derby manager that takes them back to the Premier League and they put themselves in a really good position. Yeah, and, and the job that he's done, obviously, since coming in in March, and he's really kicked on with the squad this season, it fully warranted a new contract, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, you've got to remember that had he got to the end of this season and you'd have had one year left, and mm. they said you wouldn't let your best striker go down to a year left, you wouldn't let your best defender, etc. So it's the same with the manager as well. So they, they were looking at his contract before this Stoke speculation mm. or reports uh, emerged. So it's not like suddenly Stoke appear on the horizon and, and suddenly Gary Rout gets a new deal. Uh, it was it was being thought about and discussed before then. Mm. Well, I was just going to sort of come on to that, so... Really? Uh, ruining the point yet yeah, there it is oh, uh, yeah. but that, that it was actually in the offing before all the yes. Stoke speculation yeah, yeah, came so Gary Rout said, yeah. said that after signing the, the new mm. contract I, th- I think he said they've been in sorts for three or four weeks um, now obviously you don't quite know sort of how, what those forms what form those talks would have taken or how you know or how many times mm. they'd, they'd, they'd met or whatever but it was obviously something that was um, was in the offing like Steve said as it probably would have been for mm. a manager who's doing well and, and sort of going into the last sort of eighteen months of his uh, yeah. of his current contract, it's a bit of a stigma, isn't it, about managers and other jobs? So it's something bad, you know. You're being linked with other jobs, and I said, you know, before, it, it's a compliment. Mm. It's a compliment to <clears throat> what's happening at the football club, and also it's a compliment to the manager. And, and why shouldn't managers be linked with with other mm. jobs? And if they're doing a good job, then quite right, other teams should should look at them and. You know, just because another team looks at a manager, it doesn't mean he wants to leave. You know, it's just part and parcel of what football is, and it's part and parcel of life. You know, yeah. if someone come in for you, Johnny, tomorrow, you'd be like, "Have him with, with a better deal." We'd say straight away, "Take it." <laughs> but, but that's true. But, but, but you know, the thing is, what I'm saying is that that happens in life in general, in jobs. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean someone's unhappy or wants to leave. It's just part of pro- you know progression and development of your career. I do feel really supported in this role from yourself, yes. Steve. A lot yeah. of the time, <laughs> character building. I'm telling you, <laughs> and we talk we talk about the the job that Gary Rout's doing, and obviously he talks about this sort of you know long term job to see it through himself. And you know now all of this speculation sort of been put to bed. It's going to be a good chance to see if he can finish the job that that he started at Derby. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't think anything will change in, in his mm. approach or his thoughts or his or, you know, feelings about the job at all. Uh, I think he's been focused from day one. Uh, and I think he knew from day one what he needed, mm. the type of team he needed to be genuine contenders in, this, in the championship. He knew that. He knew what he wanted. Uh, it took a little bit of time. But, but it always does. But it's happened quicker than some people thought. Mm. And he's moulded what I call a proper championship team. Uh, a team that can cope with the demands of the championship. Uh, and that's and that's what he's moulded and that's what Derby are right now. Yeah, and obviously we, we know that there was no official approach from Stoke. But as we said on the last podcast with the whole McLaren saga, it, it was good for all parties involved just to say... Look right, the new contract's done. We're putting all this to bed. Let's concentrate on getting out of the championship. Yeah, I mean the last thing we wanted was what the, yeah. the four months we had, four or five months we had under under Steve at that time because it, it it wasn't helpful. Mm. You know there was a difference of opinion over whether it played a part in derailing the team. But as Chris mentioned before, Tom Wilson said it, mm. it, it can have an effect. And and I was talking to Craig Ramage. 
at the Birmingham game and we were talking about he was saying you know being in dressing rooms it, it does happen mm. you know it, it can e- easily happen especially with players you know who who aren't involved in the team they might be thinking well I wonder if this manager is going to be here or not mm. or, or players who are thinking what it might mean to them if the manager goes players who who might have been bought to the club absolutely by that manager. so there's all mm. sorts that can 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 happen and uh, you would think it you know just just go out on the pitch and play and I think that's when they're on the pitch I, I don't think they give it any thought mm. but it's. It's the other time, you know, that, that they can think about it. So the club were, were spot on in what they did and got it sorted very quickly. I think that you mentioned the Steve McLaren situation. I think that was very much in the thoughts of, of mm. people at the club yeah. um, by the way that they've gone about this. And I think Gary Wright even alluded to it as well. Mm. Um, without, without naming names, he kind of said, you know, we have seen situations like this drag on and, and we didn't want that to happen sort of thing so I think uh, so it wasn't surprised that Mel moved quickly no almost this time he, you know, he wasn't going to let anything no. like that get in the way if it was going to get in the way. well you spoke to Mel didn't you that, that was before yeah I spoke to him uh, <coughs> on the Friday before yes. it all kind of yeah yeah started came out and uh, bubbling, yeah. I was, mean was there any, any any indication then no not at all about, about no, no he no. was he was I knew really before asking him that he was going to be glowing in his praise for sure. for the job that Gary Rowett was doing and is doing, uh, and, and he was glowing in his praise. So, uh, yeah, no indication at all, but you know, he sees Gary Rowett as a very important part of this mm. football club moving forward, so there's no surprise that he, he uh, brought a swift end to any uncertainty. Absolutely, and then obviously the, an excellent week for, for Gary Rowett continued by... Picking up manager of the month for the second time in three months. Yeah, he's going to need a new cabinet, isn't he? <laughs> any cabinet makers out there? Uh, he's going to need a new cabinet. Uh, any, with these, any cabinet makers want to sponsor right, yeah. us? With, with, with all these awards. Uh, but yes, uh, twice now in three months. Mm. Uh, we were looking at it, uh, wondering who, who might might not mm. get it. Uh, Alex Neal had done rather well at Preston, hadn't he? You know, and the you know, Wolves were still doing well also. So, uh, But no... He, it's deserved again, mm. isn't it? I think what was it? Uh, five wins and six, one goal, goal, one, goal one goal conceded in December as well. When the games oh, come listen, thick and fast, it's, yeah. it's a remarkable record. Yeah, and I know Gary and all managers do. They deflect a lot of the praise onto the team and mm. onto the staff. And of course, it is a team effort. It's got to be. You can't do it on his own. You know, he can't sit on the bench and then pop up at a corner and head one in, can he? So it is a team effort. Uh, but but. You know, sometimes managers can maybe deflect it or too much away from themselves because, mm. you know, to to win that two year uh, two runs out of the last three is uh, very impressive. You could probably write the the quotes before they're even said. Yeah, you can. You? Yeah. yeah, and and you'd expect them to say that. And you know, it, it's I, all down to me. It, it, yeah, <laughs> it, it will be forget everyone yeah, else. Exactly. I mean, it would be refreshing if a manager said, "You know what." Yeah. If it wasn't for me, there's, we'd a, few, be there's here. a few. I a think few, yeah, but uh, yeah. there's never any chance of that. And, and, and Gary's right in, 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 in dividing up the praise, but mm. he, you know, he, he must remember that he should take a lot of it himself. Yeah, and, and we obviously should mention as well a, a double joy for for Derby County. Scott Carson, as well, earning Player of the Month, and as we just said, one goal conceded in in six games. Obviously, the defence plays a part in that, but. A fully deserved yeah. award for yeah, Scott Carson. Yeah, the accolades keep coming for Scott Carson. Again, he he was quick to kind of uh, point out that it was uh, you know he's got a, a solid back four in front of him who, mm. who, who made sure he, you know he hasn't been too busy um, in a lot of games. But um, but I mean he's really caught the eye with some really brilliant saves at important 
times in matches, and I think that's really what 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 stood out. I think he said himself, you know, if if he'd made some of those saves in games where they perhaps lost or or, or hadn't won, uh, they'd perhaps get glossed over a little mm. bit because he because he's making these key saves and then maybe Derby going straight at the other end and scoring. Um, it, it, that's really standing out, and and of course, you know, there's been a lot of talk about. You know, a potential England recall on the horizon, and, and obviously um, uh, this award isn't going to sort of uh, stop any of that. Absolutely not, and I mean it's it's very rare. You know, I'm struggling to think off the top of my head of, of a goalkeeper sort of winning it before. It's not very often that a goalkeeper wins it because how often do they sort of steal the show? If, if you like, he said so, that as well. Actually, yeah, he said um, because he said he hadn't won. Mm. An award like that before, and he said, "I think he said goalkeepers often don't for the, yeah. for the reasons yeah. that, that you've said." So it is, and it's not as if, say, it's it's not as if there weren't other players in Derby's team that were doing well at mm. the time. You know, they've been winning games, scoring goals, but yeah. he's really uh, he has really stood out. Yeah, he's, it's interesting because we've been talking about Scott Carson for, for months. Mm. It's not new to us. We've been mentioning him on so we know what he's capable of and, and, and we've been talking quite a while now about yeah. this possible not possible this, this kind of England call if you like yeah. and, and whether he deserves one or not so we're not just kind of jumping on this bandwagon one or two pundits are kind of catching up with us at the moment yeah. and talking about it always ahead of the pack well we've been we've been talking about it for some time because we, we, you know, we, we're looking, fortunate enough to watch him with close hand and yeah some of the saves he's made this season, you know, as Chris says, at crucial times, you know, you know, I'm thinking of Middlesbrough away when they could have gone a goal down, and I, I might have feared from that day. I think, you know, that would have been very difficult. Mm. Went down the other end and scored, and he made a save on Saturday from Craig Gardner, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and then Derby went and scored, I think, as well. And it happens all in with one Barnsley. at Barnsley. Barnsley, mm-hmm. great. One at uh, Norwich at the back post was a super safe. It goes on and on. So I say we, it's not new for us. This we we've been uh, praising him yeah. virtually all season since he since he played that wonderful pass to Billy Sharp at Bramall Lane. Sorry, Scott, uh, but he played a wonderful pass and he, he, he whacked it in the net. But since then he's been he's been pretty faultless. And uh, you know, some people kind of mock the idea of an England recall, but I I, I still say mm. when we watch the Premier League highlights most weekends. And Gary Routes right what what you said last week. Is there a, a better English goalkeeper on form, on current form, mm. than uh, than Scott Carson? It would take some beating. Yeah, and we obviously have been been praising him for a while, as you say, and people are sort of joining the party late, if you like. But it, it's nice to see now that he's actually getting that sort of yeah. nationwide he's a top lad as well, By the way, you know, really good <clears throat> bloke, dead down to earth. Uh, he doesn't seek this, mm. you know. It's not something he's pushing out there, but uh, he he deserves the praise he's getting. And, and at the moment, as we said last week or week before, if Player of the Year was to be decided now, he'd yeah. be right in the frame. He really yeah. would. And obviously, new newfound stardom with his Twitter account as well. Yeah, Scott I'm Carson. not sure he's followed me yet. I don't <laughs> have a word of him about that. I'm not even yeah. sure I followed him yet either. But uh, I just wonder if he takes his. Off before he tweets. Before he tweets, like, yeah. yeah. So. We often ask that about Nico when he's got his match report. That's good, that Johnny, for you. That's very sharp, actually. Yeah. I'm hurt. Anyway, right, back to Gary Rowett then. Obviously, he signs a new contract, wins manager of the month. So, where better to go in your first game after all of that than the team that controversially sacked you in December 2016? Um, another excellent win on the road at Birmingham City. 
Yeah, he was asked after the game actually whether winning at Birmingham. I think he was asked the same question last season as well, whether winning at Birmingham is any more sweet than than, mm. and uh, yeah, she said no, not at all, and then said, "But I'd be telling lies if <laughs> if, if if it wasn't nice." So, yeah. listen, he's a human being. I would be delighted if I went back to my old club and won. I'd be absolutely mm. thrilled. You know, so especially but, considering the circumstances. Yes, absolutely. Leave. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it looks a crass decision, doesn't it? Now, yeah. to, to let him go, you know. And uh, fortunately, they did. And and fortunately, Derby thought the time was right. It should have been right before, uh, in my opinion, before Steve McLaren was offered a, a second chance here. I thought they should have gone for Gary. Rowe. I said so at the time, uh, but uh, we're certainly delighted he's here now and. It was another good win. Mm. That's the thing, and it was another win. And myself and Chris spoke about this often as we travel up and down the motorways. It was another win where you felt pretty comfortable at times. You know, Birmingham started very quickly. That was expected. Three wins on the spin, confidence high. You expect them to start well. Derby rode their luck a little bit. But you've just got this feeling about Derby when you know they're, they're going to score, mm. and, and, and when they are ahead, the difference now is you don't tend to worry as much because the shape is good of the team, the platform's strong. They, they I was talking to, when I was talking to Mel Morris the, the other week, he, he said one of the notable things for him is how they now get back into shape quickly when they haven't got the ball, which was something that was missing previously, mm. and that left them open and vulnerable to counter attacks. Uh, and that's obviously the manager's influence. Yeah, massive. Yeah, because because his Birmingham side did that. Yeah, the difference between Derby and, his, and Gary's Birmingham side, are, Derby got more quality, mm. so they got the quality to win the game from the strong base that, the, that, that he's built. And I, I think at the moment they're managing games really well. The starts are a little, uh, slightly concerning at times because they will go a goal down. You know, because I say ridden the look. A few times, Middlesbrough away could easily gone a goal down, as we said. Certainly, uh, at Birmingham on Saturday, he could have gone a goal down. You wonder then what would happen. Having said that, at Leeds they went a goal down and came back to win. So I was just going to say, I think, yeah. how many have they won from losing positions? Well, certainly, Poss- yeah, that one. Norwich as well. Didn't Sorry, Norwich. No, Norwich. No, they, were, they, they went, went ahead. ahead. And yeah, Nugent scored all. just for a half time. Okay. But, but yeah, but again, with this team. The, the big thing when Gary Rowett came in in March was he, he he wanted the team to be able to win points or pick up points when they're not playing well mm. uh, and find different ways of picking up points and that's what this team can do mm. and they've proved it they can do that and uh, you know I, I we talked about this game at Birmingham where it was a different game this at the weekend than it maybe would have been a few weeks ago when they were really struggling but again I was confident Mm-hmm. I was confident for the game. Those who, who I spoke to will, 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 will confirm that. I was confident that they would win. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of confidence in this team. And it, it was another sort of big win in margin as well. You know, they're oh, not, yeah. they're not just scraping through well, these think, games. Did you are say they? three of the last <coughs> five away league games have won three nil. Middlesbrough and Barnsley, yeah. Which is in this division, mm-hmm. you know, three nil away from home is is a, a resounding win, and to do it three times in the last five away league games is, is a magnificent achievement yeah. I mean uh, there's some I think <coughs> I think it was actually Matty Vidra himself said um, he thought 3-0 flattered Derby possibly a little yes, bit and, 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 yeah. and it might have done and, and it certainly wasn't comfortable throughout no. but I think the point we're making is 
is that Derby are getting through these tricky periods yeah. and then they're finding a way to, to get their noses in front. And once they do that, they kind of grow more and more yeah. into the game. And once it, and, and then you sort of think, right, who gets the next goal? Then on Saturday, Derby get the next goal, it's 2-0. And from there, there was, no, no. there was really no way back for Birmingham. They did hit the post from a set piece... But then Derby, you know, Derby went up the other end and, and scored. And this is it. I, I, I remember sitting at St Andrews when Derby were winning three-one a few seasons ago. You didn't finish three, didn't feel yeah. comfortable. Mm. Finished three-three. Yeah. Uh, second half, Derby were two-nil up. Despite Birmingham's kind of territorial pressure, as, as Gary Wright called it, I don't think Scott Carson made a, a save of no really second half. Mm. And and again, one of the big differences in in Derby now is that they're capable on the counter attack now of scoring again. So 2-0, they're very sound defensively. Mm. They're quite happy, to an extent, to soak up a bit of territorial play from the, op- from the opponent and then they can hit on the, on the counter. I think that, that probably explains why they're almost better away from home yes. than they are at home. Yeah, true. That's not to say that their home form hasn't been, hasn't been pretty good, but they're now unbeaten in 10 in the league yeah, away from home yeah. obviously yeah. we're excluding the, the cup uh, defeat at, at Man United mm. um, which wasn't a surprise but um, but I mean that's a fantastic oh, is, uh, in, in the, the, the whole the home games will be the interesting one mm. strangely yeah. because teams will will come here knowing what Derby are capable of so they're not going to leave those spaces yeah. they're not going to leave room behind to counter attack they're not going to be <laughs> Vulnerable. I mean, Birmingham's for the second goal at the Derby against Birmingham. They had a high square back line for some reason, and they're not going to do that mm. at, at Pride Park. So that's going to be fascinating. Although what will be fascinating in the next home game, of course, Bristol City, who like to play themselves. You know, we saw that some people would call it a thriller, three-three uh, recently against Bristol City last at season, home last yeah. season. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of game we see on Friday because the. You know, if anyone can come and play, Bristol City mm. can. Uh, that may well suit Derby even more. Yeah, and we've mentioned this before, but it's good to see the, the goals being shared out again. You know, it's, we've obviously <clears throat> praised Matteo Vidra a lot this season, and, and rightly so for how many he's scored. But you know, with Johnny Russell and Andy Vyman, Vyman off the bench particularly, both both chipping in goals. It's 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 good to see, isn't it, that the attacking players are now all all chipping in. That's if Steve's giving that goal to Johnny Russell, of course. It looked an own goal to me. I'm sorry, Johnny, but, but that looked to be a cross and the cross wasn't on target in the frame of the goal as far as I could see. Yeah, I, think, oh, I, I wasn't I thought, sure. I, I, thought it's, I think it was a cross, but I think it might have been on target. So if it had gone through, it probably crept in, in the, the far, far side. corner, but it's actually ended up going it certainly in wasn't a place. shot as far as I could see. But listen, he deserved a goal. Mm. You know, uh, again, I've been critical of Johnny at times uh, lack of goals and sometimes end products. But I thought his performance against Birmingham was 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 very good. And Gary Wright said after the game, actually, uh, he said he, he felt that Russell had got his mojo back in terms of performance, which was interesting. Yeah, I was going to come on to Johnny Russell. Sorry, that mate. was my next. No, 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 that, no. Again. It leads me perfectly just, into just a, my next. Just a point on sharing the goals <laughs> around, which is interesting. Point. Uh, looking at my uh, my magic book of stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His prep before the, uh, yeah, the podcast. It really does exist. We're I think right <laughs> the last goal scored by a non-forward yeah. for Derby. Can I have a guess? You can have a guess, yeah. I'd say Joe Ledley at you, Brentford. Yeah, but you can see my book from here. 
No, 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 but it's. I think that, that I think that's yeah. an obvious one. Yeah, I mean, the only other. I mean, Bradley Johnson scored one. Which yeah. one did you say, Joe Ledley at Brentford? Brentford yeah. yeah, Bradley Johnson scored one against Sheffield Wednesday, but he would have been playing in the in the three yes. behind. Yeah. So in the front so four, you always have to count him as yeah. a yeah. four. Yeah. All the other yeah. goals have all come from that front four. Yeah. Because I mean, Johnson uh, mid September or late September. Johnson scored a couple against Hull when he was playing deeper, didn't he? Or was he playing further forward that game? It's uh, a good question. I'd have to check that actually. For the one he scored at Sunderland again, they had a slightly different shape at Sunderland. Yeah. But certainly, yeah. certainly in the yeah. system, you know. So I'm just looking for the last time a defender scored, Richard Davis uh, at Hull. Curtis Davis scored against Hull. Yeah. That's that'll be the one. So yeah. that's, that's so but, they, they maybe need one or two just chipping in because. But I think, as long as, yeah. I think as long as they, they keep going as they are doing, oh, no, they're not, uh, yeah. and, and, and it was interesting to see the comments from Steve Cottrell after the game, after yeah. the Birmingham game. He said he thought with the front, with that front four, he yeah. thought it would be quite difficult to stop Derby getting automatic promotion. Yeah. And obviously, he was he's referring to the four that played against Birmingham, which which of course was Sam Winnell up front, Tom Lawrence, Johnny mm. Russell, Matty Vidra. So that's not even including. Nugent, Vyman, yeah. Martin, <coughs> Martin yeah. who all came on and, yeah. and and sort of combined for yeah. the, for that third goal as well. Yeah, and that's that's interesting because Gary Rat says to me the reason he, he started those four against uh, uh, Birmingham was uh, because of the way they performed at Ipswich. Mm. You know, because first half at Ipswich they were very very good, so I think that's why he, uh, that's why he went with those. But the the key also is, and, and Gary Rat talked about this after the game. The key is to have those options from the bench to keep the energy level mm. of the front four as high as possible. And that's what happened. You know, suddenly you get to 78, 70 minutes or whatever and then Nugent comes on, Vyman comes on. Mm. You know, and If you can maintain those energy levels late in the game, you're always going to be a threat. Mm. Just a, a quick word on uh, Kiftenbeld as well obviously we spoke about this last week it was the first time that Derby would come up against the player who they thought they'd signed uh, in the window I mean from from your personal point of view it, is it something that Derby missed out on by not signing him? Or? I must admit and it's unfair because this is on one game because I've not watched the other games so you'd, sure. yeah, you'd yeah, have to sure. watch half a dozen games of his to be to give it a fair judgement mm. But after Saturday's game, I didn't come away thinking well, we've missed out there. Yeah, uh, he he doesn't, as far as I can see on that game, possess the quality of Tom Huddleston or uh, George Thorne or Joe Ledley. Uh, he gets around the pitch quicker than those three do. Uh, but at the moment, the way Derby is set up, they're set up with two controllers mm. in midfield who control the game, control the tempo, control the passing, that's what they've got. Uh, whereas Kifton Bell looks to me a bit more of a scrapper, gets round. I was going to say he's a terrier, isn't he? Yeah. And I think I think in the early stages he did sort of surprise Derby a bit by by the speed yes. in which he closed them down. Not just himself, but yeah. the other his yeah. other uh, Davis was another one. Davis as well. Um, but I think his influence kind of Faded as the game went on, and, and in the end, I mean, they, again, it wasn't just him, but but Birmingham were, were second best. Yeah. It's fascinating, isn't it? Sometimes you know, yeah, you know, things can fall in yeah. your favour, and, and who knows what the Derby team would look like now if Kifton Bell signed? You know, well, I don't think Joe Ledley would have signed, would he? Well, I don't think he would. No, 
and he's obviously been a massive yeah. part of, and, of and, this and run. And maybe you wouldn't have the, the shape they have now within controllers, two controllers mm. in central midfield. You might have Kifton Bell and one other, or one other, you know. So it, it, it can be strange mm. the way football happens. It is, yeah. So, yeah. Just um, going back to Johnny Russell and uh, another man who you mentioned there who played at Birmingham, George Thorne. Uh, Steve, I believe you understand that they've both been offered uh, new contracts. Yes, yes. Uh, the club said, it may have been back in October, that they were talking to Johnny Russell about a contract. And uh, they also said in December that they were talking to George Thorne's people about a contract. So uh, I understand there, there, there are contracts on the table mm. uh, but for both players. Uh, and, and we'll see whether whether they sign them. Uh, it's, it's interesting because... You know, one or two fans have said to me, "Well, you know, move them on. You know, if they don't let them go." But you know, why, why would you let? You know, Johnny Russell's twenty-seven. He's played nearly two hundred league games mm. in the championship for Derby. For Derby, why would you let a player of that championship experience at that age? It would make no business sense at all to allow him to leave on a free. Nor would it make any business sense to allow George Thorne to leave on a free. He's twenty-five. You know, and just coming back from from injuries. Uh, that would make no business sense at all. So mm. that, that that's, was always unlikely to happen. Whether whether they sign or not, it, it's very much it's very yeah, much absolutely. down to them, you know, uh, and, and how they see their future at uh, at Derby County. But it, it, you know, it's difficult to know with all the players how they see their futures because we we don't know what division Derby going to be in next season. And at this rate, you know, they may well be in the Premier League. Mm. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, that's that's that seems to be. Uh, where we're at at the moment. Good moves for, for you, Chris, to offer them new deals? Well, yeah, for the reason that Steve said, really, considering their age and, and experience, um, you've got to look at it from a, from a business and financial point of view as well. And, of course, you know we don't know um, the terms of these contracts, but obviously um, they will reflect you know, each player's... Um, situation. So mm-hmm. for George, you know, for George, you've got a player who hasn't played that many games. He's just coming back from injury, and of course, Derby hope that he'll stay injury free and 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 carry on performing well like he is doing at the moment. Um, and jo- Johnny's slightly different. He's played a lot of games, but he has sort of been in and out mm. the team a little bit. Um, his form hasn't hasn't uh, been consistently good all the way through. But having said that, as, as Steve mentioned, you know, I thought he looked a completely different player at Birmingham, and and it reminds you what he what he can do and what he is capable of. Mm, excellent. And uh, just on the championship itself, obviously Derby momentarily slipped out of the automatic promotion places as Cardiff won four 0 in the the lunchtime kickoff. But I mean, apart from Cardiff, others slipped up again, and it's you know it's really sort of lending itself to to Derby at the minute, isn't it? Well, you know. Second place is up for grabs, mm. isn't it? It really is, and Derby are one of those teams who can take second place. We didn't think that some time back, and you know, uh, so it just shows you how much they've they've come on, how much they've progressed. Uh, Wolves still looking strong. Uh, Cardiff, good win for them. They needed they needed a win. Mm. Uh, we watched the game be- before the Birmingham game. Uh, Sunderland kind of shot themselves in the foot second half uh, with some poor goalkeeper, and then they got a man sent off. Uh, so Cardiff, you know, Neil Warnock will have them scrapping right to the end. Uh, Bristol City will be interesting. We'll, we'll know more on Friday and, and whether their cup exploits, how much that has taken out of them. Uh, Sheffield United are, are in there, aren't they, as well? So 
Uh, Villa is the other one again we mentioned them before they just want to keep an eye on uh, I also thought Middlesbrough but uh, they lost to Fulham mm. uh, and again myself and Chris were looking at the table earlier today and a little surprised to see Fulham suddenly on the verge of the top six as well it caught me a little bit by surprise because yeah. mm. you know, on their day they're not a bad side at all so all it's all there it's, it's all there and and there's n- absolutely, we say this, it's a bit of a cliche, but there's nothing for Derby to fear. No. Absolutely nothing. It's not to say, you know, it's straightforward and all that, and it will be a real scrap all the way, but they, they have put themselves in a really good position. Should we do some web chat questions? Or was there something you were about to add then? No, all, all I was going to say was, <laughs> I think it's it's interesting that, that Gary Wright and the Derby players are are actually talking about Wolves as well, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're, not, they're not saying... This is a battle for second place. They're actually saying, "Well, mm. let's see. Hang on, let's see if we can catch Wolves." I mean, they're still ten points ahead, which is a, a decent margin. They've got a good goal difference link as well. But of course, they did they did claw a couple of points back yeah. on them as yeah, uh, yeah, Wolves yeah. were held at Barnsley. Um, they've still got still, to play Wolves as well. There's still plenty of games. Uh, there's still plenty of games left. So, so maybe they're they're not sort of putting all their eggs in one basket mm. in terms of thinking it's 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 second or nothing. You know, Absolutely. there's some big games to come out if you yeah. think about it. You know, we talked about Bristol City on Friday. Got to go to Wolves, Cardiff. Got to go to Villa, Middlesbrough. Got to come here. Yeah. You know, got to go to Fulham. Have we not been to no. Fulham? Have we? They've got. They got to come here. Come to Derby, yeah. Cardiff. Got to come here. Yeah. It's always exciting. No, it's it's uh, it, it's gonna it's gonna be good. Yeah. It's gonna be good, and uh, it always amazes me how you know some talk about maybe can we catch Wolves? I'm not sure managers even looked at the table. Mm. <laughs> okay, so do you want to do some web chat questions? Uh, not really, go on then. Excellent, well we're going to anyway. So as, as you all know by now, we always hold our uh, Derby County web chat with, with Steve on a, on a Monday afternoon. So I've picked uh, three questions out here. Although actually one of the questions that I've picked out, we've sort of answered in that one, but I'll ask it anyway. Yes. Uh, right, so the first one, uh, quite topical considering the uh, Birmingham game we've just been discussing. It's from Chris Bishop, who says, when will some fans get off Johnny Russell's back? Yeah, I, again, myself and Chris were talking about this, not that Chris, but Chris Watson. Uh, we were talking about <laughs> this, and uh, we weren't really aware of that many being on his back. Got, listen, all players get criticised, you know, and, and the more you're on social media, the more you see the criticism. Uh, every time I'm at a game, they're chanting Johnny Russell's name in a rather uh, catchy <laughs> tune. Uh, not that I'm going to do it now. Uh, but... I, I, I've been critical of Johnny. I said earlier, you know, he, he lack of goals at times. He should score more goals. He's, he's end product at times. But all fans, fans have an opinion. You know, that that's that's part of the game. And uh, we've seen it with Richard Keogh. He can split mm. opinion. Tom Huddleston this season has split opinion with fans, and and Johnny Russell can as well. So it's, that's that's nothing new. All I will say is that if Johnny continues along the lines he, we saw from him at Birmingham, it won't be made. Well, the main mm. fans criticising that because he, he, you know, he was an eight out of ten for me in, in my ratings. Uh, an unusual eight. From, an unusual from eight, yeah. Uh, so, but he, he was very good. He was very good, and it, it just shows what he can do. Mm. Uh, so we look forward to more performances like that. But you know, it, it, fans, fans, you know, getting old players back, it's, it's happened forever, hasn't it? And it will continue to happen. Mm. Next one, which is the one that I think we've sort of answered. 
but I, I want a definitive answer oh. from you. Uh, it comes from Carl Wooten, who says, which team do you think is the biggest threat to Derby's second-place finish come the yeah. end of May? Uh, we mentioned Villa, didn't we? I think you've got to mention Villa, because they have got some good players. Mm. Uh, it was always likely to take a little time for them and may well, you know, we may well see this still. Uh, when you've got a lot of players, you've got to still find a team. You know, Gary Rout has, has, has maybe done that now with Derby, found a kind of team. And, and I think Steve Bruce at Villa had an awful lot of players to look at. And if they've found a team, and also they've had some, they've had some bad injuries, to, to be fair to them, and if they're getting players fit, they've certainly got a team and a squad that, that will go close, mm. that will go very close. Uh, so it's, you know, I'll just keep an eye on them. As I say, Middlesbrough, they slipped up against Fulham at the weekend, otherwise I'd have been keeping an eye on them. They could still, you know, we've still got an awful long, long way to go. Uh, they're more than capable of picking up enough good mm-hmm. results. Uh, Bristol City, we, we don't really know about, you know, I think Lee Johnson himself has voiced some concern about what their cup exploits may take out of them, because that can happen. Uh but uh, they, they've been they've been fantastic this season. You've mm. got to give them credit. So, if I was to pick out one team at the moment, it's, you know, I'm not I'm not kind of pushing the boat out here too far, am I? By saying that, I think I just keep an eye on Villa. Mm. We're knocked out of the uh, FA Cup by lower league opposition. Might just, yeah. might just you went to that game, didn't you? I did. Brilliant. Another Saturday off. Brilliant game. That yeah, was. another Saturday off in the football season. <laughs> Incredible. You, you do the rotor. <laughs> Right, third and final question is from Mike Pegg, who says, uh, Gary Rout has said the transfer window involves three things, strengthening, cover and moving people out. I wonder if you think that we need an experienced cover in the goalkeeping position. Yeah, I owe Mike an apology, first of all, uh, because my answer was that uh, I understand understand what he means. And and Jonathan Mitchell, we spoke about Jonathan before, good young keeper, made a lot of progress. But very inexperienced. I think he's only played five times for Derby, all in cup competitions. He played five times on loan at Luton, so ten senior games. Mm. If anything happened to Scott Carson, you suddenly got to go in at the back end of the season. You know that's a big ask. He may well be able to cope with that. We don't know, but it would be a big ask. So I understand what what Mike's getting at, and you know, do we need that experience cover? I still thought there is special dispensation, almost emergency loans for keepers. There is. So you could still get a, a, an experienced keeper in on loan after the window closes. But now, apparently, you've got to show and prove that all your other professional goalkeepers are injured or unavailable. And I didn't say that in the answer. And Mike pulled me up on that one quite right, Mike. Uh, knows his stuff, Mike, does by, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, that... They so if Mitchell wasn't injured, they would say they, he'd, he'd have to play. He'd have to play. That, that seems to what's okay. changed. Whereas right. emergency loans before, they'd just be able to say, yeah, oh, yeah. we need yeah. another yeah. keeper, bring one in. Yeah, apparently that's why Keller, was Keller Bruce was able to go to play yeah. because they were all injured, apparently. That's right. Yeah. So Mike's right, yeah. spot on with that one. So my, my answer initially was, was slightly wrong on that one, but that's, that's the state of play. I understand what he's saying, though. The, one of the few players you wouldn't want to lose at this mm. stage, and we talked about him earlier, obviously, is Scott Carson because he's been so good. Mm. That's that's you sort of holding your hands up there. As we said earlier, what, what we do is we hold our hands up. We do, we do. So that one I was only partly wrong. <laughs> there is special dispensation still, but they've just changed the terminology of it. Interesting. So 50% wrong. 
maybe 75 no, maybe 25 percent wrong maybe 50 <laughs> excellent well thanks uh, thanks everybody for your your web chat questions as ever um let's have a, a, a bit of a touch then on bristol city obviously we've uh, sort of mentioned it in, in passing so far but i mean it's it's friday night big game Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It'll be a good one on uh, to be live on Sky, and I'm sure both uh, both clubs are, uh, are looking forward to it. Um, Bristol City, we've talked a bit about them already this season. They've been in great form, but I think they've actually lost their last five games in a row now. Uh, admittedly, two of them are in cup games, and one was incredibly unlucky, uh, conceded in the last gas goal mm. against Man City. Um, but they've also yeah, they lost. Uh, they they lost very late on to Wolves. Uh, they got hammered at Villa. And they lost at home to Norwich on Saturday. Um, so there's a little bit of concern about about mm-hmm. their form. But Steve mentioned the game here uh, at Pride Park last season. Uh, Bristol City played very well uh, at first, and uh, and absolutely you know got into got themselves into a brilliant position before Derby came back and grabbed a dramatic draw. So. It could be an entertaining one, and um, Bristol, Bristol certainly, certainly play in a mm. um, in a certain style, and I think I think they won't they won't change that. And of course, we remember what happened there at Ashton Gate earlier in the season, yeah, um, when they finished four uh, one. Yeah, I mean, even though their form is is taking a, a turn for the worse, you still don't underestimate a team like that, do you? Because they've shown this season and they've shown against Derby County that if, if you do then they will punish you absolutely and even in the game say the last game they lost against Man City they, they were fantastic mm-hmm. and um, you know they, they possibly deserved to win the game or certainly take a, a, a draw but of course they've still got the second leg so, so they're right in that tie but well, that's another point to make they've got the second leg that, that League Cup semi-final on, on Tuesday after the game so whether I mean obviously the league is still very important for them, yeah, but obviously sure. they've, they've got the, they've got the possibility of, of getting to a, of a, a cup final and so a realistic one as a well. A realistic one. They're at home. Um, Only one goal Manchester in it. City, yeah. but you know, um, Manchester City lost uh, mm-hmm. lost their you know unbeaten league run at the weekend. Whether um, I know in, in that competition the manager has made changes before. Mm-hmm. Whether he goes with a full strength uh, lineup, we'll have to see. So it, it's an interesting dynamic because. Bristol City can't help but have half an eye on that game because it's a massive game for them. But obviously, mm. from Derby's point of view, um, Friday night is uh, doesn't get doesn't get much bigger than that. Yeah, Stephen, know you love Friday night football. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know, people sort of ahead of the game are, are saying, you know, if Derby win this, there is genuine, realistic thought of that top two finish. I know that that's already in quite a few people's mind, and yes. rightly so because of. Yeah. Uh, how they've been doing but they feel like if they can beat a, a very realistic promotion contender in Bristol City that hang on a minute this this could actually be the season yeah Bristol City will be thinking the same of course of course yeah, yeah absolutely so it works the other way around so uh, no like that looking forward to the game even though it's Friday night not, not looking forward to Friday night but, but you don't but, have to travel indeed but looking forward to the game because Bristol City I thought second half Ashton Gate in September were as good as we've seen against Derby mm. this season so that'll be interesting to see how Derby cope with that I thought I thought Bristol City had a little bit too much energy for Derby in, in midfield on, on that occasion so again it'll be interesting to see how, how Derby kind of uh, uh, cope with that 
and I say I'm fascinated to see whether Bristol City, whether the cup exploits have taken mm. much out of them. Uh, they're not they're not on a great run at the moment. Uh, I can't remember what it was. It's five. They've lost five in a row. Uh, all yeah, competition. Yeah. yeah. So that, you know they'll be looking one one end that. But yeah, I mean it'll be it'll be a big win for Derby. Of course it will be. But any you know we're, we're getting to a stage now where any win. Yeah. You know yeah, the one yeah. at Birmingham felt a big win coming away from there. That felt thought well that's another one and, and that's what it's about now. It's about winning that next game or picking something up from that next game and ticking it off. It's one game fewer. And you move on, and uh, I'm looking forward to the game. It should should be a good game, actually. Mm. The, the kickoff times are, are, are interesting as well. Well, I think because right. <laughs> um, obviously on on Saturday we saw that Cardiff briefly went above Derby sure. uh, after winning the early kickoff, and that does sort of put pressure, pressure on Derby through no fault yeah, of their yeah, own. Yeah. And they're you know they've gone away from home. There's no you know God given right that you're going to win the game. Mm. But Derby's responded and won to go back into second and then obviously um, if, they, if they were to win on Friday night that would put them five points clear yeah, yeah. of Cardiff and Cardiff have got to wait until 5.30 on mm. Saturday to play their away at Sheffield Wednesday by which time other teams might mm. have mm. actually closed the gap or, or even overtaken them so um, you know I think it'd be a great one for Derby to win and sort of Sit back and rub their hands and say, "Well, enjoy let's, see, weekend, let, let's yeah. enjoy the weekend and see what see what the others can do." Yeah, I think you know I'm, I'm still at the moment, even though the stats second, I'm still first looking at the gap between them and seventh place. I'm still doing that uh, because I still think that's important. Yeah. Because as soon as soon as you can get into that position of strength, knowing you're going to finish in the top six, anyway, I think that's a big help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's nine points at the moment. So that's really healthy. And suddenly, as, as Chris says, you, if you can win the game before anyone else plays, and you look at the table and think, well, it's a 12-point gap between us and seven. You know, and, and, and we worked out that we were on 52 points, Derby, and with 19 games left. Mm. And the average of the last 10 seasons to finish in the top six is around 72-73. So, you know, if you can... Put another three points on the board Friday night for else plays. You, you, you're going to be in a really strong mm. position. So I, the, I, I keep, I keep looking the, at that gap. I was going to say I think the fans have, have had enough of the playoffs by now. Though, yeah, yeah. So, they're, so really, I actually. I yeah. Think they're really looking yeah. for uh, automatic. Yeah. Aren't they? Uh, but uh, again, a lot of the fans. I, I get a lot of fans contacting me saying, "Dare we dream?" You know, and that type of thing. I understand the reluctance. I understand the nervousness. But I keep saying this is a different derby team. Mm to the one that fell short uh, in recent seasons uh, so embrace it Absolutely. that's what you need to do lovely stuff Chaps anything that you wanted to add before we sign off uh, no it's fine thank you Johnny excellent I was waiting for a response there <laughs> I just about to start my chocolate bar then <laughs> sorry you finished it already <laughs> no my second one. Oh, right, lovely stuff Steve Chris thanks for your company as thanks. ever uh, thanks for all the, uh, the listeners again this week uh, in the meantime you can follow everything that we do on social media we're on Twitter at DerbyTelDCFC uh, we're on Facebook which is facebook.com forward slash DerbyTelDCFC you can also keep up to date with all the latest Rams news and views on our website www.derbytelegraph.co.uk and also now on the app which is on both Android and Apple devices we have a plug for the app there which has actually gone down quite well with the, with the readers uh, you can also find the podcast on both Audio Boom and iTunes just search for It's Black and White thanks for listening and we'll see you soon <laughs>